Welcome to Black Oil and Bee Stings, the officially unofficial podcast from the X-Files on Fox. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. And today we're talking about Season 10, Episode 2, entitled Founder's Mutation. Yes, we are. Uh, what do you think of Episode number 2? I thought it was an average episode of X-Files with some pretty creepy imagery. But better. Better than the last one, but last yeah. one was, you know, I, I, it's the unintentional comedy might have saved it. And the fact that it's just, I was really happy to see Dave Duchovny and Gillian Anderson back on the screen. Um, yeah. This is just, you know, it, it's about an average quality, middle of the run, X-Files, Monster of the Week episode. Yeah, sounds about right. Now, now it's interesting. Well, I actually want to talk about this at the end, right before we get the feedback, because there's some interesting theories about the production and the order that these things are being aired in that I want to run past you. Yeah, I heard about this. Okay, so, um, but I think we need to talk about the show proper before we get into that. Okay, well, we can do that. You want to start off uh, with the recap here? Sure. All right, we start off with uh, Dr. Sanjay. They just call him Sanjay throughout the thing as if that's his only name, like Madonna. But what are you going to do? I know him <laughs> as dude with the fucked up eyes. It's, yeah. But it's weird. Yeah, I've, bloody I, eyes. I've, talk, I've worked with a lot of you know Indians because I was a programmer. And they all have bloody eyes. No, they don't. <laughs> they, <laughs> okay. they, they, right. they projectile blood out of all their, their eye sockets. Uh-huh. makes it distracting to be in a meeting with them. Um, but no, I, I, don't, like, I don't know... Honestly, from their first to last names, like which is their preferred, uh, usually like they had nicknames and stuff. Oh, okay. Or like they would, you know, I would get their name and then they would suggest something that they could be called. Um, so maybe that's the case where it's like, because I'm not sure maybe if they're helping your is Sanjay's first brand. name, his last name, his middle name, is one disrespectful to use or another. I mean, yeah. there's some cultures where your first name is kind of like... uh overly familiar and some mm-hmm. the the like if you call him by the last name that's like very odd so I, honestly i don't know yeah uh i i'm not sure either i don't have any experience uh working with people from india but i do have people experience working with people from pakistan and i know they hate each other but um <laughs> some, i mean you know, probably the, all not all but some. yeah the one pakistani i worked with preferred to be called by his first name okay so that's what we was called it him by. no it was sanjay? not it was not sanjay uh I, I don't know if Pakistani people have that name as, as part of their their thing. That's an Indian name. Well, see, did you know this about Pakistan? Pakistan is an acronym country. Like, Pakistan stands for, like, Pashtun, Arabic, uh, Kurd, and something. I forget what the... Oh, Indian. Okay. It's like, I mean, literally, huh. the European powers drew, drew all this up after World One. It's like, you know what? Fuck it. We're just going to name We're going to lass this. you guys together and make you a country. So... Oh. Wow, I, I no imagine idea. it depends on where you live and what kind of ethnicity you're rolling with about how yeah. strongly you feel about India or Pakistan. Sure, you know, but sure. no, I thought it was weird that like the li- Paki is literally an acronym for a bunch of different people that huh. they drew a border around. I didn't know that. Uh, anyway, so he goes to work. He's feeling pretty bad, and people are calling him out on it. And then during this meeting, he starts hearing this high pitched noise, and he runs off to a server room where he starts transferring some files and kills himself. Mm. Uh, we we hear a lot of stuff. We see kind of the beginnings of, you know, what's going on here. He hears people talking, talking about uh, go now, do it, data is the key. Yeah, it's like, the, like the, the speech he hears starts to get, you know, corrupted into, like, whatever his mental command is. is he's yeah, receiving. he's, like, organizing the speech he's hearing around him into a pattern. 
Yeah. Uh, and Augustus Goldman, the founder, is mentioned in this scene, who we will find out a lot about later on. Uh, oh, also, it, I, I just want to, I think I'm pretty sure I, I said it was Arab. I think it's Afghani. I don't, okay. I, just to head off the bunch of emails of corrections on the Pakistan thing. Sure. All right. Uh, so nobody email about that. <laughs> <laughs> or do it. I don't care. I love, I love talking about the world history and culture. Okay. Uh, and there's, so he's, they make it clear in the next scene where Mulder and Scully show up that this is kind of like a, a firewalled room, like a physically firewalled yes. room. There doesn't have any connection to the outside, and he's transferring some files. Now, is he transferring files from the servers to that computer? Because See, it's something I about a secure thought, file transfer. But but I thought, and this is weird, that um, what actually was happening was that this is a secured room, but that terminal was the single point of access. Yeah, yeah, that's so true. So you, you could actually get outside into the real world from that terminal. Oh, and, well, then what's the point? Well... If that terminal can access the servers and the... So it's 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 something that you can harden up. World. Like, we did that. Like, that's part of, like, you know, PCI DSS for dummies is, like, if but you got then, a bunch of secure server environments, put them behind another wall, you know, mm-hmm. thing that's just really locked down and secured and everything's monitored and accessed so you can control it a lot better. But, Strap a bunch of neon lights to it. <laughs> sure. <laughs> he had... Um, and, and he was running some kind of file transfer protocol, yeah. which implies that he was transferring off-sites. And it I wasn't, thought so, too, yeah. And, and I thought, well, maybe he's just downloading them to his phone, but the phone didn't really go anywhere uh-huh. other than to the mail escort. So sure. I think we're intended to... Yes, that is a, that's a firewalled room, but that terminal was a single point of access that he could upload to some nefarious see but then you lose the mission impossible hanging from the ceiling aspect of it which is what i i like about the other possibility since the 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 kid was in the room above him as we later find find out do you think he was doing some kind of wireless transfer to his cell phone uh, some maybe, of these files. maybe he stuck in like a wireless Wi-Fi dongle or something. Yeah. And was but somehow those be. files got to somebody, and yeah. I, I don't. It's not clear to me whether it was sent to the teenage psychic kid. I think so, or whether it was sent to other people as well. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's super clear, and and that's one of the things that like Seppenwall when he was reviewing this episode was like, there's still a lot of stuff in here that doesn't yeah. really connect. Like yeah. uh, there are a few dots missing, but. Uh, I think in the end you understand it well enough that it doesn't matter. Sure. Uh, anyway, let's let's. The, the other thing that I thought was weird I, at first was like, is this this guy's office? But they they make it clear it's yeah, not. Yeah. I was like, maybe maybe they stuck him in here. He works in here all day, and it's so loud in that fucking room because of all Dude, the servers. I, that if he you work if you work in a server room that's got like yeah. you know it's super cold and the high velocity fans are spinning, it ain't. It, it can drive you crazy. Yeah, I used to wear hearing protection when I go in. Whoa, yeah, because it, it was fucking loud. Yeah, and cold. You got the HVAC and you got the computers themselves. Yeah, all the it wasn't uncommon for me to wear like gloves and a parka yeah. in the in the server room. Absolutely. Uh, anyway, Mulder and Scully show up to this crime scene and they start to investigate. And they're quickly shut down by Chief Tyrrell. He comes in and says, "Look, I got vipers to repair." I can't deal with this shit right now. No, no, no. I was like, whoa, he had a name? And then I realized, oh, this is a Battlestar, Battlestar goof. Uh, no, it's, he's played by Aaron Douglas. He's from the DOD. Yep. Um, and he's he's locking down all the files. DOD's like, all up in the FBI shit this episode. Absolutely. They're everywhere. Um, so the, he shuts them down, and then Mulder sneaks Sanjay's phone out of the room in his Bypasses pocket. Bypasses his biometric... Uh, Pretty smart. Yeah, with the Pretty guy's the dead finger. I wonder how that works. Does... 
do you have to be recently dead for that to work or is that I really don't know. I mean, I know things have changed a lot in the five years, but like five years ago, they did a Mythbusters episode on defeating biometric data mm-hmm. things, and it ain't hard. Like a lot of things you easy. think, I mean, that maybe this is like a, some top secret, you know, quasi horizontal technology, but like there, some of them, like there was a couple of door locks were defeated with a fucking Xerox, <laughs> Xerox copy That's of real a fingertip. Bad. But everyone was de- was was defeated by a simple gel- gelatin mold of a person's yeah. finger. Yeah, and, and like they reproduced the fingerprint from like the oils. Yeah, like fr- they from a finger. Like all that movie shit. They that's what they did. They yeah. was like here, put your finger on this coke bottle. We'll lift it off with tape, and we'll make a. Ca- I mean, it, it works. Sure. But yeah, so dead finger I think would work one hundred percent of the time, especially and, on a TV show. And they passed this kid in the hall, who we later find out is Kyle. The creepy janitor kid, yeah. as he's known through most of my notes. And they they pass him a couple times. This is the first time yep. they, they've run into him. They almost him. run over him. They almost literally run these into him, These yeah. kids with these genetic experiments have terrible luck with cars. <laughs> they really do. It's 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 a fiasco. Uh-huh. If they're not getting blown up with lasers, they're getting ran off the road by deer. They're almost getting ran over by FBI agents. They're getting hit and run, and their babies cut out of them. It's crazy. Uh, so on the phone, he finds a contact named Gupta, and Mulder meets up with him at this bar, almost gets an accidental blowjob before telling Gupta that Sanjay's dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's some, some stuff here about, I don't know, Scully talking about being old school pre-Google and having to memorize stuff. I thought it was funny that they painted this guy out to be like a, seems like be a careful type of male prostitute. Yeah. A man whore. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then all Mulder had to say is, look, I, I'm, I'm very, you, you can trust me with a smile. Right. And it's like, all right, yeah. David Duchovny with your weirdly detached face. Let's, let's go, <laughs> let's go right now. Almost got more than he bargained for. <laughs> uh, so then we, we kind of cut between these two scenes here where he's talking to Gupta. I think he would have let it happen, but the FBI's rules on receiving gratuity is just like, oh, is it more, He'd have is to it, fill out a is report. Is it worth more than $50? I need to share it with the team. It's like, come on. <laughs> Uh, so we, we cut between that and Scully performing the autopsy on Sanjay and find something written on his hand. Uh, Mulder's asking Gupta about Sanjay, who tells him he actually lived two separate lives. One was, uh, just kind of this scientist guy, doctor, doctor. I don't know exactly what he did for the DOD. Hmm. Like, is he a research scientist? It seems like he is. I don't know he's and how was he connected to the was it dr goldman not goodman yeah i i I don't know and then one where he's uh, living the gay lifestyle and can't tell anybody apparently sure sure. uh and i i like that scully kind of remarks so it's 2016 this guy's still got to hide his identity yeah yeah i wonder if that's a cultural thing it could be i don't know enough like his family's his family's always trying to match him up with you know some, sure. Set him up with some girl, and he's like, "No, you know, uh, I'm working on my career." Could be, could be. Uh, but Scully calls Mulder and says, "Hey, I got something for you to look at." And he shows up, and it's written on Sanjay's hand, "Founder's Mutation," which is kind of the first clue um, to Mulder. Yeah. And they they deduce that he was probably trying to stop the sound in his head because the angle of the, the yeah the letter it opener goes into in. his ar- the aural cortex of his brain. Uh huh. And they decide, you know what? We better check out his other house, his his second life. Sure. Uh, and they get they log into the computer and they go to secondlife.com. dot com. Yeah. Turns out it's even worse than they thought. He's uh, 
a, a polyamorous furry dragon yep. kin with a four foot cock and a <laughs> two of them. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> but he can fly. That's pretty sure. Nice. <laughs> yeah, that's that's boss. I'd I'd take that that founder's mutation. <laughs> there's a there's a pretty gross shot of his open skull here. Where, where clearly Scully has done some digging. Some I do love digging. the, the – that's the other, like, you know, some of the stuff is like comfort food to X-Files fans. Watching Scully do an autopsy, mm-hmm. uh, you know, feels like home. Yeah. Yeah, she does a lot of autopsies. Not the creepy episode home, just like, you know, mashed potatoes and meatloaf home. Yeah. Uh, so Mulder and Scully go to Sanjay's house where they find pictures of these horrifically deformed kids. And Mulder hears the same sound that Sanjay did – and words saying, find her. Yep. And like I said earlier, on the way to this house, they almost literally run into the same kid, Kyle. Sure. Uh, who we later know. They ran into him. Brother. They just didn't run him over. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they should have. Maybe <laughs> Maybe all of this could have been averted. What are the odds? Well, I guess we'll. I'll, I'll wait to some of these uh, big open-ended questions. I'll, I'll wait till the end of the episode. Okay. Yeah. I have some, some big questions, too. Okay. Anyway, they take their findings to Skinner. But they aren't allowed to access these files because the DOD doesn't want them it's to. A bearded goon that's confiscated a file. I love the the Mulder, like his, like you know. Well, I've seen the files, and here's yeah. what they say. Now what? Uh-huh. Uh huh. He's uh, always charging ahead. Sure. Uh, Skinner's not super helpful though. No. Nope. The, the DOD is less so, but you know what can he do? This is always this is the Skinner dilemma. He's always like, what can I do? Skinner what is, can I do? Skinner is just a middleman version of eyebrows from, from Breaking Bad. He really what what is. would you have me do, yeah. Mulder? What, what, what can I do? <laughs> you want me to make phone calls myself? You want me to wipe down these cars? What, what am I to do? Yep. And Edward Snowden gets a mention. How, how could he not? Like, you make an X-Files in this day and age, you've got to mention Edward sure. Snowden. Sure. We're playing anti-government conspiracy bingo at this point. We've got, yeah. uh, I think, Contrail is the only thing I need to get a bingo. Were they mentioned in the first episode? No, they weren't. I think I mentioned on the podcast, but I, Real, uh, okay. I'm pretty sure you they didn't have, say yeah. anything about contrails. So. <laughs> All right. Uh, black helicopters is another one. I could, I could, I could score yes. on that, too. Yeah. The black helicopters, man, they're all over the X-Files. They are. Uh, Scully is... They're back at the office, and Scully's syncing up all the cameras from the crime scene. And they see uh, some birds gathering on the lawn, something that Mulder finds interesting, because he knows that when... He, worms hear high pitch frequencies it draws them to the surface i guess that's true i don't know it's well, probably made it's up it's true in the godzilla sense of the word like you what know do you did, mean? don't you remember that was something they did with uh, matthew broderick that's how he was researching the super super worms over in at Russia. the very beginning of the yeah he was the movie he yeah was, he was driving things that I, it, it, well it could have been electricity but i thought it was sonic vibrations and it would drive them all to the surface huh. I didn't pay enough attention to that plot. But apparently, so the care. early birds get the worm, get the electrified worm. So they're saying that, like, that's what he was saying. Like, the worms harbinger, yeah. are going through the surface and then the birds yeah. are feeding on them. Exactly. I mean, I don't think it actually pays off, but on several, it, it, it gives you a very kind yeah. of Hitchcockian birds vibe. Especially when, like, you know, Scully goes charging through him later on in the episode. Yeah, like... Do you really need the the birds as the physical manifestation of this kid being around, or is Mulder screaming and grabbing his head enough? That would work. <laughs> like maybe the what do you want, Scully? Maybe the birds are the new black oil vector. 
Okay. The stingers weren't big enough, so these 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 crows' beaks are just slavering with black oil now. <laughs> Maybe so. Uh, but yeah, so she they find that, and then Mulder tells her that he heard he heard these sounds at uh, Sanjay's apartment. Sure. And Scully's worried about him, and she says, uh, "That could be you on the tape, mm-hmm. uh, same as Sanjay." And and she also says she might know how to get to Goldman. Yeah, she's got a line on him. Yeah. Uh, I, I do like the line, speaking of lines, that this is dangerous, and when has that ever stopped us before? Sure. Because <laughs> they have done so much dangerous shit. Sure. Uh, and then Mulder and Scully visit a hospital to to see Dr. Goldman, where they, they find a pregnant girl named Agnes who wants their help to escape, and then Dr. Goldman agrees to see them. They, they kind of have this uh, little game of phone tag. With I, get, the ner- I get uh, a real Cthulhu Lovecraft vibe from this Our Lady of Sorrows hospital. In what way? Like she's hiding something. Uh, the nurse, the, or the the head nun, was creepy, and they're doing experiments on earless children, and now these, you know, manipulations on fetuses, and it just there's some there's some tentacles behind these doors, literally in some cases. Do aliens have tentacles? I mean, if so, then sure, you know, they they're could you know, be they they're known to have tentacles, some of them. All somewhere. right. I'm, I'm sure, yeah. Those Raptars in Star Wars, for example. Tentacles from Hell of Breakfast. <laughs> uh, so there's an image on the screen here uh-huh. behind Agnes where they're, they're showing Escape from the Planet of the Apes. Sure. On the TV. I looked in a little bit into the story of that movie. Okay. Did you did you No, I did not. Do any research on I this? Thought did, have I, you seen this movie? No, I've I've seen a lot okay. of The Planet of the Apes. I haven't I can't remember if I've seen that one. And I was going to look into it too, but then when we later got to the 2001 homage, yeah. I thought it was just, "Oh, this is an evolution thing." So I didn't really go and into I think it kind of is. So so the the idea behind Escape from Planet of the Apes is uh, a couple of the main apes go back in time yeah. on Earth to modern day where humans still rule it. <laughs> And Marty McApe and his uh, <laughs> and Fred Doc, Doc Orangutan went uh, back, yeah. Uh, and they they have a kid who is Caesar, and we all know who Caesar is, obviously. Ah, in so, whoa, no lore. shit. The new ones are all still connected to the old ones? Yeah, yeah. And, wow. <laughs> yeah, they, they've got a pretty good thing going there okay. in the Planet of the Apes series. Uh, or of the Apes series. I don't know. Uh, and... and what happens is they give Caesar up for adoption in that, which is obviously just like the William story here sure. in the X-Files. Uh, it and also makes Kyle's me... story. And, yeah, and Kyle's story. All these kids' stories, yeah. it seems. Like like they're all taken from their parents and, and put here. Uh, but it seems to me like when you connect that with kind of the Planet of the Apes thing and William and mm-hmm. the story going on in this episode, that there might be... What I got from it is like this hint at humanity kind of taking its next big step in evolution well and that's all the did you read any about the uh theories about founders mutations uh, that's an evolution that's know. that's uh so um the founder founders mutation is essentially the mutation that makes a new species it's it's essentially makes it difficult oh, okay. or um impossible to to or, or it's a distinctive to mutation in, in a particular population and so i read a, a lot of information mm. about it and it seems like it's a quasi discredited theory because now it seems like um 
that if you want to make a new species, what you really do is you just take a s- existing species and you separate them geographically or some other, you know, some other yeah. type of separation, and then they drift apart into the point that random mutations over time add up into their genomes no longer c- compatible. Yeah. Um, but... But I imagine that's not the only way it could be done. Well, I mean, then if if not, if the species are still breeding, then you just have like a very gradual change over time, and yeah. there's like it's it's you couldn't like maybe if you if if you took a, 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 the same species from a hundred million years and tried to breed them with their old species, it wouldn't work. But at no time could you say this mutation, this mutation, no compatible because they're 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 still fucking. And they're still sure. randomly com- combining their genes through sexual reproduction. Um, but there's some interesting studies about founders' mutations in, like, the Amish culture. Like, I found out that while it's still rare, uh, polydactylism, which is extra toes and fingers, is several standard deviations more common amongst the Amish population because you've hmm. got this population that set themselves apart. They don't really recruit new members. Yeah. And they breed together. And there's a couple other things about the fundamentalist branch of the Latter-day Saints Church in Utah, where hmm. there was a shocking statistic, like 98% of the members of that church uh, can tr- are blood relatives to Joseph Smith and Brigham Young. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. So there is another of an isolated group that it's not geographic, but there's there are actually some founders mutations that would mm. have been probably you know suppressed if they would open up their bloodlines to to breeding with you know the English or the non Mormons. Um, but no, it's, it's so that that the idea of that I think with you, what you're saying about the Planet of the Apes and with the 2001 and then the founders mutation period, yes, that these children are. An attempt, at least, at the next phase of human evolution, which yeah, kind of Scully mentions like in a throwaway line. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she's skeptical of it, but, you know, if that's... So we questioned last episode, like, what the fuck is the goal of yeah. humanity here? If they're going to defy the aliens, trying to find this cure and stuff, and then, like, are they going to try to also evolve us at the same time? Is that what they want to do? Not sure. Uh, and how does Goldman fit into the larger picture? Is he part of this global conspiracy, or is he more just kind of like doing things on his own and experimenting? The I've, DOD seems to be involved at the very sure. least. I thought it was funny how Mulder o- almost overplayed their hand, because Scully's doing a fairly delicate dance with this nun about getting in contact with their larger family. Yeah. And, and, and Mulder, as she's walking away, is like, ask him about that freaky founder's <laughs> mutation thing, huh? Like, uh, what the fuck, Mulder? Do you want to talk to this guy or not? I felt like it was a bid to get his attention. Well, like, yeah. somebody wants to talk to you. Who are they? Well, they're FBI. So, like, Scully, I don't want to talk to them. But that's the thing. Like, I feel like Scully's was the more conservative, but more likely, like, hey, you know, there's some government questions about this stuff. You know, we can avoid all this embarrassment. I work for the hospital. We can take care of this. Yeah. Versus Mulder's was the higher risk, maybe he always higher goes reward. That way. But yeah, it's he like. always does. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe you get to one shot, you play it. But I was just thinking that, like, if someone if someone dropped Founders Mutation and I'm actually trying to create a new species, the last person I want to talk to is that person. Yeah. I, I tell uh, Cancer Man to take care of this guy. All right. Let's, uh, let's move on to the next scene. Mulder theorizes about, some, uh, about the women in the hospital. Sure. And Scully, um, and, and also Scully, being incubators for some genetic experiments. Yeah. Uh, I think Scully, 
I don't know if she takes offense to it or if she realizes, hey, he might be onto something here. Like, it's hard to read her there, in this scene. She, she had some rough dialogue because she also dropped some, like, it seemed like a non sequitur about, oh, yeah, there is, you can trace back some white men's lineage to the Bronze Age. What is like, what are okay, you even talking about? <laughs> I would like to subscribe to random Scully, Scully facts. <laughs> Uh, Scully needs a text Twitter account. Yes, to the number, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, to X Files, I, I, it was weird because it's something that was she was clearly thinking, but it seems like is that all I am an incubator? Like, no, that's not what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, and you know they've got to throw in the. But they also have complex relationships and feelings for each other, so this is this might have been more yeah. less about the case and more about. You know, trying to tease out Mulder's feelings for her. Yeah, and I mean, the show goes there, right? They're like, you're never just anything to me, sure. Scully. And that, I mean, shippers all over the world got a little uh, weak need at that, I'm sure. Yeah. Not this shipper. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, but they also talk about the possible fates of William. Mm-hmm. Kind of, uh, like, where is he at? We, we debated this a lot know, last, last episode, and it turns out if we just waited 24 hours, we'd find out that he would be 15 years old now. Yes, yeah, I I was happy to get some information about sure. him because um, I didn't know that like he was adopted and all, or he was given up for adoption by Scully and all this stuff. So uh, that was good information to have. If you d- do, they say that in this episode. I don't know if they say it, but I went and I read a bunch about. I William. did too. So apparently, the deal was there was a prophecy that if oh, William, I didn't know about this, like okay. yeah, like this, so there was this thing that like if William lived then and Mulder died, then the aliens would win. Um, and if 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 uh, Mulder, or William died and Mulder lived, something else would happen. And then there was, I guess, the best outcome if they both survived. So, and again, I didn't see this episode. I didn't see this season. I'm just going from stuff I gleaned on the internet. Okay. And the people's feedback on our forums. Uh, but so Mulder and Scully decided that the best way to get the best outcome would be to give him up in some kind of anonymous adoption and then Mulder to go into hiding. Mm. That'd give them both the chance to survive until 2012, which turned out to be (laughs) a red herring anyway. Yeah, came and went. Yeah. Uh, The other thing to know about William is that he kind of, he probably has some sort of alien powers. It seems like it, yeah. There there were some episodes, I guess, where he was like spinning the mobile over his crib um, without touching it. And Mm -hmm. like, he seemed to have some telekinetic psychic powers, a lot like Molly or... Or Kyle. Well, and it makes sense because we know that now that Molly had, or Molly, uh, Scully, <laughs> uh, Molly would be their their love child, their yeah. us 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 magazine pet name. That's William's last name, William Molly. William Molly. <laughs> um, that that she has alien DNA, uh-huh. and it does seem more and more like she was used as an incubator. So of course, I'm expecting him to have powers roughly on par. Yeah. If not more so than these kids. Uh, speaking of this kid potentially having alien DNA, we go to the next scene, which is what I can only describe as a what might have been sequence. Like, it's not a dream sequence. It's not a memory. It's, no. It's it's Sarah Cr- Connor falling asleep at the picnic table and dreaming about thermonuclear war involving her children. Yeah. I think that's what it is. Yeah. Uh, this is the first one, um, which features Scully and William and kind of her thinking about what her time with him could have been, uh, taking him to school on his first day. And yeah. he gets out of school and he breaks his arm and he it looks like he's got a fucking rubber prosthetic. I don't know what it, what is up with his arm or if it's alien DNA, but then like later he turns around, uh, the house kind of 
changes and yeah. he's got this alien face. He's, he's turning like, What's in, happening into Abe Sapien from Hellboy. I haven't seen Hellboy. None of them, really? No. Okay. None of them. Well, he's he's turning into a he's that's what he's turning into. So there. But it, but you can see what's on Scully's mind, right? Sure. Like, oh, am I an alien incubator? Is my son an alien? Yeah. Uh, is he still out there? What what might have been? Yeah. And I thought that was pretty cool. I I kind of like these what might have been sequences. No, I thought I I don't know. I hmm, I'm trying to think. I don't I I was reading through like the some of the Reddit threads and people are getting super emotional about this stuff. Why? So, this is some like, network level Yeah. T-ball bullshit like, there was people. people confessing the balling like during some of these flashback Ow. scenes and I, I I don't know maybe the Williams stuff got really intense um in the final seasons and there was a lot of emotion and passion behind it but I was just maybe. like Yeah, I thought it was more intellectually interesting. I mean, and it, it's you know, it it's was... like if you're a parent, I guess it's a little bit like I don't know uh, you know, if the, I guess you put yourself in the position of a parent that's... I mean, that's you are a parent, this. so you... If anybody in this podcast would know about this, yeah. it's you. What I'm trying to relate to, like, you know, your child having to have surgery, or your child, you know, going through a disease, or even suffering, you know, the, the ravages of puberty, and what that's like to be... <laughs> Uh, uh-huh. you know, kind of helpless about that, but not, it didn't really connect with me on that level at yeah, all. I, I was, I was not moved by these scenes. I've seen yeah. far more touching and I thought, and I, and I, and, and the other thing, I'll go so far as to say, I thought Mulder's was less effective. I thought they were equally effective. Like really? uh, this first day of school stuff is nice. This I rocket like I could relate to this, stuff but this is like, nice. you know, it's like, you're, you really watching... 2001 a space odyssey with a seven-year-old well okay that's like the Mulder. model rockets fine that's that's yeah, that's yeah. whatever but you know i that's guess the part i liked uh the, the the kid not rolling his eyes at his dad quoting jfk at him i think is what just didn't sell it for him and then sure. it transforming instantly into his sister's abduction i don't know okay well, didn't connect didn't connect with me but it was interesting yeah i i agree it, it wasn't super affecting for me either but it, it was still nice to see I thought I thought it was an interesting way to show what's going on in their heads throughout this episode. Fair enough. Uh, so they meet with Dr. Goldman, who shows them the deformed children that they saw at Sanjay's house. <sighs> and it's a bad scene. That one kid with the melted puddle face trying yeah. to feed himself. No good. Nothing good there. Whew. It's like there's really nothing you can do to clean that up a bit. Like, I get you got to study, but like... Yeah, some kind of surgery. Some kind yeah. of... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look what they've done with uh, David Duchovny's face. Like, there's some, there's a procedure that can be done to, to clean some of that stuff up. Okay. Uh, Scully starts questioning this whole operation, asking about alien DNA and why the kids are quarantined, and she's not super happy with the conditions here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and some girl starts throwing a fit, and Goldman excuses himself. Sure. Takes, takes the opportunity to flee the scene. And she's not just throwing a fit because... I thought this on the first viewing, but on subsequent viewing, I'm convinced the shit was just flying telekinetically of its own accord from that tray. Okay. Like, they staged it to where it's like, maybe she could have kicked that or something, but no, she was just making... She was doing some Firestarter shit. Yeah, I mean, I'd still define that as throwing a fit. And and a telekinetic fit. But I'm saying she did in full view of these FBI agents. Yeah. So... Why? What's her game? Well, I don't, I don't know. There is a game. She's, she's trying just, to get out. I feel like it just three or four times a day she tries to escape from this lab. But 
Okay. Uh, I can buy that. You know, just like Mulder and Scully, it's like they, this is yet another crazy thing they see. And it doesn't seem like it sinks in. Maybe they, I don't know. There's some of the dialogue afterwards where Scully's like, did you see that? And Mulder's like, sure. Mulder's like, sure did. I don't know. Maybe they did. Also, I got a piece of it. Like, I, <laughs> I, I stole something from the scene sure. several times. Sure. Like, that's his new thing. Why not? He's not trying to prosecute anyone in a court of law. Sure. He just wants the truth. Uh, Mulder and Scully get a call about Agnes being hit by a car, uh, who, if you recall, is the woman from the hospital earlier sure. who was pregnant. Uh, Scully determines that this baby of hers was surgically removed. She said the baby was removed to hide evidence, but Mulder thinks it might have survived the crash. Now, yeah. I don't know why they're not leaning toward maybe it was removed and then she got hit. That's what I thought like was thrown the in front of a car. Sure, sure. Yeah. Uh, but they don't go there. Nah, it's, it seemed like it was an obvious theory. It's like, why are you thinking that? I mean, I guess you can tell medically whether sure. something's done post mortem or pre mortem. But they don't so. even mention it, which is weird. Yeah. I guess if Scully says it, then it's probably true. Because I feel like yeah. that is something. I, and I don't know. It's like it's the way the, the way to, the wound is or the clotting or whatnot is different. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, if it's a magic alien baby, apparently, like, we'll, we'll talk about that here in a minute. Okay. Uh, Mulder says, hey, I got a line on uh, on Goldman's wife, Jackie, who uh, was committed after being convicted of murdering her baby, and the body was never found, so let's go talk to her. Sure. Something we should check out. Yep. They do that. They go uh, visit her and ask about her daughter, and she tells them this story about uh, Molly falling in the pool and being able to breathe underwater. Oh, that was how... a pretty striking scene. Like It was, yeah. Even visually, the the crisp blue pool against the vivid green i don't know what do you call that hedge well manicured hedge man uh, trimming job it's it's a really artfully done uh, scene yeah i thought this this whole episode was pretty well shot Uh like even from just how creepy they made sanjay look with his bloody eyes at the beginning it's kind of giving him an an upward angle with like a yeah oversaturated look Uh uh-huh uh was real cool and they do that again with with Mulder when he's in Sanji's apartment. And you can you like see a a bead of sweat drip off his brow and hit the ground. I thought that was kind of cool. It was kind of cool. I was distracted. Just the physical yeah. anguish that's happening yeah. here. I I just like I I spent more time looking inside David Duchovny's gaping my, my mouth than I probably should have. <laughs> what? I okay. don't know, man. I'm always looking at people's like teeth uh-huh. and stuff. Does he have like perfectly managed teeth? Not really. Is he one of those? No. Nah. I don't think he's got any caps or like you know, yeah. veneers or whatnot. They're just pretty steamy. He's got some fillings and maybe a crown. Are, or two. are they like blindingly white? I, I nope. haven't noticed. I haven't nope. looked at his teeth. Actually, what it's... I haven't got past the lips, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, it's I don't know. It seems like the I, what you call bicuspid or canines were <laughs> ground what, what down. This I don't know. So weird. I don't know. Into. We're this, analyzing I know the shit. <laughs> I know the shit. Right. Like someone's got your mouth gaping open, I look in there. Sometimes uh, the stares back. What do you want me to say? <laughs> this is how I noticed uh, fucking Agent Smith is fucked, uh, fucked up teeth. Some things you can't unsee. No one sees that but me. You can't unsee that. Yeah. Guy's got molders stuck in his, where his incisor <sighs> should be. <laughs> okay. So she tells them the story, and then she also tells them the story about uh, trying to leave Augustus, how she, she had to get violent. She talks about the the sound that she was hearing uh, with her baby when she got when she ran off the road, and how she realized, oh, it's him asking to be cut out. So she does that. 
and kind of as they're leaving yeah. here. So she does that, yeah. So she does that. She cuts Matter him fact. out. Uh, and I guess later wakes up So, So this fetus kid just... Crawled away. Like like the dancing baby from Alec and Beale. He's just cool. <laughs> I think it's like a, a Clark Kent situation. Hmm. Where like... So this baby's invincible. He also has kind of got yeah. the powers Could of be. nuking be. people's brains so he can just, you know... Mm-hmm. Like, go up to a turn, nursing mother and be time. like, you want to nurse me? Uh, no, but I, I think they just found this kid. Okay. You know, the, the the mother oh. of of Kyle found him on the side of the road, like, was driving by. Re- he, wasn't oh. in a, he wasn't in a shuttle or anything, but... Okay. Or a pod. Oh, see, I was thinking he was, like, a feral kid that lived in the woods for her I as a baby. I can't imagine that. <laughs> I can't imagine a, a Even kid an telepathically baby. saying, cut me out, mom, and then starting to wriggle out of her belly, which is a horrific scene. Yeah, but... I, maybe the, the baby was recovered by the authorities, and then... Because it sounded like it went through the foster maybe. system. Because, yeah. the, you know, the mom's like, hey, you know, he's a minor, I adopted him, he's a special need. Like, it feels a little bit more official than just, uh, yeah, we found them yeah. in a crashed spaceship. All right. Mom, pa, Kent. Uh, so as they're leaving, Mulder stops this janitor on the way out and asks him about his employment contract, mm-hmm. which seems very strange Because he the recognized time. the weird janitor? Uh, the uniform? He, he recognized the uniform, Okay, yeah. that's what I thought. Yeah, it's from the same company. So they go they go back to the office, and Mulder shows Scully the reaction of this janitor named Kyle Gilligan uh-huh. on the tape, reacting at the same time to the sound that Sanjay heard sure. when he died. Uh, and and they that go, room was directly above it. Directly above it, and they visit the house where his mother tries to hide him, but Mulder starts hearing the noise, and Scully tracks him down. Yeah, Brendan Dassey's mother take note. Like, the police come to interrogate your son. You can no, just you be like, oh, he's a minor. No. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. <laughs> At the very least, I want a lawyer present. Sure. Uh, so they drive... Kyle to Dr. So he's Dolan. a minor that works as a janitor at right? a prestigious that seemed a little strange to genetic me. lab that would, I think you'd have to have a bunch of different clearances and whatnot. Uh-huh. I thought that was weird. Yeah, I don't know how he got that job. Me he must either. know somebody. Yeah. Maybe maybe one Dr. Goldman maybe it's all a bunch got of, him it's the a, job. It's a series of mind tricks. Could be. Because yeah. if, if Dr. Goldman found that he was working there, he'd, he'd capture him. Yeah, definitely. So they, they drive Kyle to Dr. Goldman where he's asking about Molly, wanting to see her. Doctor Oh, by the way, um, you know, we 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 talked about Scully sprinting through this shack or through this shack that's surrounded by a flock of birds. Mm-hmm. They're suggesting that Scully's immune to whatever alien power he's got, right? Because she is always seen as completely unaffected by his shit. So I thought it was that she was that, that he had to target somebody. Is what I thought. Why would he target Mulder over Scully when they're both they're both they're both questioning his mother? I'm yeah. seeing in two separate scenes. Uh, he's they're both on site and he targets Mulder. If, yeah. if in fact he targets somebody, yeah, maybe she is she is immune, especially with her since alien like DNA. It, it becomes clear that he doesn't have full control over his power. So I'm thinking if he's just blasting psychic signal out, and it seemed like yeah. that also. Well, no, the mother was not aware of it. It just she saw what was happening to Mulder, and I think she's seen this enough that she knows what's going on. Yeah, but I, I have a theory that Scully, because of her alien DNA, can't be fucked with like this. Okay, she can be thrown down a hall. I can tell you that. Well, much. sure, she's got mass. Yeah, yeah. she can be affected <laughs> telekinetically, but yeah. So Doctor Goldman agrees to let him meet Molly, but turns out it's not really her. Kyle freaks out. He runs down the hall and finds the real Molly. Where? 
all kinds of psychic hell breaks loose and Dr. Goldman's eyes explode like the tall <laughs> man in Phantasm 2. Sure. <laughs> like, it's yep. a bad scene. Nope, you don't want blood coming out of every one of the holes in your head no. simultaneously. No. Do you, was there something weird about Kyle's blood? Because when they're taking question. out, I thought it just looked like, you know, deep purple blood, but Mulder's, his eyes were bugging out about it. Oh, really? Like, he's, like, when he's... Seen- oh, I thought that was his signal to Scully, like, I'm going to grab that thing. Oh. <laughs> like, that's mine. Okay. Well, I, I, Claimed. I, I looked at him, like, is this supposed to be, like, black oil or some kind of shit? Like, but no, this is, like, blood. Yeah, okay. it looks like blood to me. All right, so you think it's just him saying, yeah, I must definitely steal this shit. <laughs> yeah, All right. pretty much. Uh, So, I, I have a question. Like, there's there's some dialogue here. I think it's in the car when they're driving to the to Dr. Goldman's office where Kyle's telling them, like, look, Sanjay was helping me. I'm trying to find my sister, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. If Sanjay's helping him, why does he make him hear these sounds? Like, what well, is... Well, I... Is, I, is I, that I, just control over the, the mortals, the non-aliens? Like, I, I felt him? like that there was a, some strong quotes implied around helping, that he had targeted Sanjay and was using his mind powers on him. That he, I don't think yeah. he intended to kill him, but, but he can't... Because he can't control, like, the amplitude or power of his transmission. Yeah. But Sanjay was not exactly doing this from his own free will. And he, I think there's also yeah, dialogue early in the episode too. when... His nerdy engineer friend is like, yeah, my man, what's up? You've been doing some cool stuff this weekend. And Sanjay's like, I don't, uh, there, there is no pleasure in my life anymore. I felt like that mm-hmm. suggested to me that this young man has commandeered Sanjay. I think you're right. I think you're right. I agree with that. Uh, but also, what was Goldman's plan here? Like, what is up with the fake Molly? What did he think was going to happen? Like, I'm surprised he didn't make a more overt attempt to capture... I, I get he's, like, yeah. this is all happening right in front of FBI agents. Yeah, he can't exactly... I wasn't sure what his end game was here. I felt like he was trying to convince Kyle that he had seen his sister. And then what? He clearly wanted to recapture him. I mean, you would Yeah, I don't think. know. I don't know, just to pacify him for the moment and then maybe go after him later. Well, see, this is the problem not sure. I had with some of the Monster of the Week episodes, the X-Files. They don't have great resolutions. Okay. And it's an open question whether we'll ever see Kyle and Molly again and if they have any importance in the greater plot. Yeah, yeah, I think um, the only thing for sure is we're not going to see Dr. Goldman again. <laughs> he's He's done. Unless he's got alien DNA, uh, maybe maybe so. He just like you know, blood will just pull back into his skull, and he'll mm-hmm. just stand up and be his good eyes to go. Will piece themselves back together. Sure. Uh, so Skinner's outside. They, they've they've cordoned off the area. It's a crime scene now. D and D. The DODs ran everyone off. Yep. Uh, he says Kyle's gone. There's no trace of him. But Mulder shows Scully this vial of his blood that he's pocketed. We do have a trace of him. Uh, presumably, Scully's going to do some tests. Like I. I wonder how much of this episode is going to factor in later for for any kind of investigation. It felt like a Monster of the Week episode, but it also ties so heavily into William and and the Mulder and Scully saga that I don't I can't imagine it not coming back at all. So are we going to talk about cuz we already kind of did talk about the Mulder scene with William where he imagines himself sure. as being the ideal father and then it it morphs into his sister being abducted by aliens except for in this case it's it's William. Yeah. 
episode's over. Yep. So we can talk about the bigger issues here. Yeah. Um, Seppenwall mentioned, and I don't know how he knows this, but I assume it's true, that this was actually filmed and was intended as the fifth episode of this miniseries. Mm-hmm. And he theorized that after seeing all the assembled pieces that Chris Carter is like, oh, we need to get a str- some stronger material up front. So we're going – that's why, you know, there is nothing to really ease us into the idea that Mulder and Scully are back in the FBI. They just are. And it, there, there's a little kind of like jarring – like kind of thrown into thing feel of it kind of i mean the smoking man says the x-files are open again and that has always symbolized to me like right I mean, I do, yeah i don't need it. to see them getting their ids issued right. and you know showing all up that the first day at sure. work oh, oh you that guys are be, back huh that would be fun yeah. um it would be real weird if we saw that next week but if it was intended to be aired or shot in the as the fifth episode yeah. then that implies that if it is going to be part of the myth arc that the central mystery will be finding these kids or analyzing their blood and determining something about it. And in the sixth episode, right? Yeah. In the, the finale. The other, if you go with, with, if you go with, um, Seppenwall's theory that they move this up just to make sure that, you know, uh, whether I, cause I don't know, cause Chris Carter kind of guy looks at the episode that he wrote and directed and like, Oh, this is a dumpster fire. I need something stronger to follow Probably it up. Not. or no, so it's like I don't know what he's going on, but it is a little scary if you think that this is the one of the stronger of the standalone episodes. Like I am a bit nervous about what the back half of this episode, this season, is going to look like. Yeah, I I understand that. Now, now, by all accounts, the next episode, next week's episode, is the best yet. It's, yeah, it's a return to like the fun kind and of. It's like a monster of the week fan sort of thing, service yeah. monster. Well, I think this is a monster of the week episode. I guess for the it, most part, yeah, it had a little bit of myth arc, but I, mm-hmm. you know, and I guess whether it becomes a myth arc episode or not is what becomes this vial of blood and whether we ever hear from Kyle or Molly again. Yeah, and William, like, are they going to pursue? Yeah, and the what William was Goldman? Angle? You know, how involved was he with the overall conspiracy? Yeah. I mean, it, he had to be exactly. with the DOD there, so I would think so. Uh yeah, the the other thing is, it, I agree with with Seppenwall when he says this is very jarring coming off of the first episode, where there is just a whole bunch of like, you know, alien alien uh, conspiracy type myth arc stuff, right? Sure. Like, I can see where it might be hinted at here, but it's it's so overt in the first episode that going to this second episode seems a I just little feel like bit I like c- we're gonna put that on the back. Yeah, burner. like what happened to Tad. Is Tad dead? Yeah. Is yeah. he in like Guantanamo, Guantanamo he Bay could be now? Dead. Like, is he? he could be dead. Was he extraordinary rendered over to Egypt or something? Like, what the fuck is going on? The fact that I mean, that's always been like the kind of the weird thing about the X Files is like Scully and Mulder blow the lid off some b- global conspiracy, and the next episode they're fucking around with Bigfoot in Seattle. Yeah, like yeah. priorities, people, and where... like it's it's kind of implied that like the the gears of the machine have been spun up and they're taking care of it, or but or what? nothing is yeah. being done, like it's being swept under the rug. Yeah. Yeah, that that does always feel a little so weird. like the the lack of follow up. I feel like that there may be and and. So if they move this and maybe it doesn't have any connection, um, so then maybe episodes four, five, and six are all about the Tad O'Malley and some of the questions raised in the first episode. I, don't, I mean, I don't know. It's all speculation, yeah. but sure. Uh, I thought it was interesting that they did. Um, you know, I guess that's something they used to do on X Files all the time. Well, Fox loves to do this. I do mean, they? Fox Firefly was notoriously fucked up. But by Firefly this thing. is kind of in thing. that. You know, they that's not done very much anymore. 
Like with serialized drama, neither you is don't. a show like The X Files, though. Yeah, like we're gonna take this this heavily. We're gonna take what people kind of want to be a heavily serialized thing, and mm. we're gonna throw Monster of the Week we're in. Gonna we're gonna throw yeah. Shipper episodes in. Mm-hmm. We're gonna make it a little bit less linear. Sure. Which I don't. I don't know how I feel about that. Like I. I'm kind of okay with it because that's the formula of the X-Files. Yeah. If this was another show, I might not be that interested. And it, you know, from a cynical marketing standpoint, you casting a big net. So trying to appeal to the shippers and to the myth arc and to the monster of the week people, like they're all finding the other's material tedious, but there's, you know, if every three episodes you got thrown a personal bone, just whereas I would argue that the series would be more successful, either going full on serial myth arc and have a cohesive story that you're telling or go fully on procedural and just have a monster of the week episode. Yeah. They're probably more successful doing trying to straddle all of those worlds. Yeah, that's I think kind of like you know the Walking Dead thing probably. too. Like the yeah. Walking Dead would be a better show if they committed to Z Nation, mm-hmm. or if they just went on like the Darabont very dark character study about the apocalypse. But they don't, and they're getting eighteen million people to watch it. Yeah, and there might be a consequence of, you know, the network mentality, too. Oh, and also, we got some more analysis of this in the feedback, but this has been a crazy success for Fox. I'm glad. Like six, I'm glad. 17 I'm million it. people watched the premiere, and that's, like, better than anything. That, that's even better than Empire, which has been crushing it for wow. them as well. Um, okay. it's, it's 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 the equal to The Walking Dead. Now, of course, that's yeah. on AMC. Um, but still, this these are big numbers in, that, in, in today's fragmented viewership lots of interest in the x-files hey before we get the feedback just a couple programming notes uh we're we've got a lot of big shows coming back uh valentine's day weekend on the 14th and 15th walking dead and better call saul come back respectively and we'll have preview cast for both of those the week before so if you're excited about those uh be checking out baldmove.com or follow us on any of the social media sites to kind of keep plugged into that and then uh, you know, we got a we got a bunch of other stuff coming down the pike. It's gonna be a busy season. It's like this, March this starts up House winter. of Cards and and Daredevil, and yeah. then it's gonna be Game of Thrones pretty soon after that. So we got some big big guns coming back. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, if you'd like to support us, uh, lots of ways to do so. Um, you know, a lot of times we get emails from the international folks like, "Oh, we wish you had an Amazon affiliate site because the bald mo- the Amazon that bald links only works for." Uh, U.S. customers. Good news. If you go to support.baldmove.com, we don't have it in every market, but we have a lot of the big ones. You know, if you live in Japan or France or Germany or England or Canada um, and some maybe Spain, some others. Uh, Italy. We, Italy. Yep. Yeah, your people. Sure. Uh, we have uh, we have that stuff all set up to go. We don't have a direct, like, sweet Amazon.baldmove.com link, but it's it's one click away. Uh, and we'd appreciate because it it's it's weird. I mean, I, I think our local bank enjoys it. Every once in a while, we bring in a check that's made out in Deutschmarks, and they're like, "What do we do?" Yeah. And we're like, "I don't know." And <laughs> they put in it's like it's like a plinko. The money comes through and it gets converted and from pound sterling or whatever, and it hits our yeah. And they charge us a fee on this business account, so I feel like we got to make them work for it. Yeah, yeah. We got to really confuse them. From we don't time ever to time. write checks because no. we were born after <laughs> you know the the year nineteen seventy. Yeah. So. Uh, they got to do something earned or keep, and and converting foreign currency is is the way we've decided to make them make them earn it. Uh, and then also, if if you like our podcast and you want more content, you don't like listening to ads like this one, you can join a club at club.baldmove.com for super low monthly or exceptionally low yearly fee. Uh, you can get all of our cool uh, bonus content and all of our 
feeds with with uh, ad free uh, to put in your favorite podcast player. It's pretty slick and it's a great way to support us because that money comes right to our pockets. And uh, we appreciate all that you do to support us. Good yeah. to do it without you. And the the other big one on this show is the iTunes reviews. You know, oh, we're yeah. we're a fresh podcast. We're fresh faces to the X Files scene. Yeah, you got Kumal Nanjiani who's going to be on the fucking show next week. Sure, uh, not our show, the no. X Files. Uh, he's he's got a leg up. I we think, we did get it. We, we handicapped him because I guess he was busy working on projects. He wasn't able to get to right. it right away. So we've got yeah. a little bit of a you know as a tourist of the hair situation. But the iTunes reviews are important for this show particularly because we don't have. You know, this isn't a legacy show for us. No, so we made our bones on iTunes reviews. Like yeah. back in the day, when people that that was that arguably single biggest thing because that's our 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 best form of uh, marketing and traffic and people helping us out with that got us where we're going. So yeah, mm-hmm. if you guys, uh, we haven't. It's been years since we've asked you guys to help out this way. But yeah, if you could, it'd be it'd be pretty awesome. Okay, well, do you want to get into feedback? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, Heather wrote us in, and she had actually just a lot of incredibly positive things to say about her X-Files coverage, which, you know, by our convention, we're not going to read. Uh, but she mentions uh, Chris Carter, uh, she feels, is not a great writer and easily the weak link in the writer's room uh, from back in the day. He's great with concepts, and he's a good director. His vision is interesting and worthwhile, but the dialogue and narrative storytelling are just not his strong suit. Mm-hmm. At best, his scripts are contrived and tedious. At worst, you get my struggle. That said, there were entire scenes that were so terribly written that no execution and production team could save it on any level. I mean, at times, I didn't want to glaze over for God's sakes, but what choice did I really have? The worst offender was a scene in Mulder's house with Tad at L. Jesus Christ, I was horrified. (laughs) Honestly, though, I kept thinking, hey, Chris Carter, why reboot a show if you don't trust your concept? Which is number one, Mulder and Scully, and number two, paranoia, isolation, and loneliness. Uh, that your concept is able to have evolved organically over time. A creator can surely and earnestly hit the same beloved beats without devastating their own creation. Or maybe it really just is trust no one, not even yourself. Um, I have gone back and forth in the last two days about whether Sunday's episode was what the show needed. And if it was hmm. a problem with, like, if that was a three-part series, a three-part episode where they could have eased us in and made the connections a little bit more naturally and rolled back the mythology from the final two seasons if it would have played better um, or, or or not. But, you know, I, hmm. I don't know who made the decision to say you get six episodes. If that was just Fox, like, I'm not willing to fully commit. Um, yeah. Or whether that was a mutual decision or that's all that they could get David Duchovny and Gillian Anderson to, to commit to, I, I don't know. But it does seem like it it put Carter in the position that he kind of, you know, never really had anywhere to go from the old series and had to get, you know, start over to kind of a clean slate or what. But I, I don't know. Yeah, there's been a lot of talk, too, about with the success and the ratings that this has been uh, potentially doing another season bringing it back after the six run episode, six episode run. I would love to have an annual X-Files miniseries event. Yeah. Especially if they were able to tell a consistent story over those years, and if they if they went out and they I don't know bought Vince Gilligan a yacht or something, and said, "Hey, come back and write some of these for us." I don't think Vince has. A, I think Vince is dying to come back to X Files, but he went on record saying, "I would love to return to the show," yeah. but he's running his own Better series with the complex mythology that he has to manage. Sure, yeah, it's uh, it's just. 
I don't know. I look at the work that Vince Gilligan has done yeah. in the meantime, and I look at what we got out of the new X-Files, and I just keep wishing sure. that he was on it. Well, and, you know, maybe if this is a big hit, like, you know, the intention always was to flip the keys to Gould on Better Call Saul. Exactly, yeah. And he kind of like, oh, I don't and Now I'm kind of like, I'm enjoying this, and I guess they'll have me, so I'm going to keep going. Mm. But, you know, season three of Better Call Saul, if he takes a step back, can he can he write an episode? Like, does Vince Gilligan not have an episode of the X-Files I in know him? he does. I, I feel know like he's he got does. probably ten the way his fucked up imagination works. Give him a full season of the miniseries. Let him go to town. I, I, I right? would like him to do a Monster of the Week. That would make me so happy to see Vince All Gilligan right. helming uh, or writing. An, 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 if he wants to direct two, that would be great. But if he just writes an episode of the X-Files next season, mm-hmm. presumably if we get an 11th season, that would be awesome. Yeah, and I hope I'd they can make that, that work out. Uh, Tim says, just wanted to share something that gave me a chuckle while watching the second episode. Apparently, one of the alien DNA kids have Marfan's syndrome. I have a mild version of the syndrome myself. My mom had it, and she was adopted, so we don't know her family history. Uh-oh. Whoa. <laughs> alien DNA? The disorder is so mild in my case that I barely have even symptoms and lead a totally normal life. I just wanted to let you know that I, in fact, have alien DNA. <laughs> okay. All right, Tim. Does, does he describe, like, what the effects of it are? Because I don't know anything about it. So, I, And I, I imagine, like, all the stuff they're citing here is not... I had a kid in my school that had Marfan syndrome, and he had a bunch of reconstructive okay. surgery to his chest to do it. But I guess the most... Huh. Usually people have like lanky physiques and they have sunken chests, which can cause pulmonary and cardio mm, problems sure. because it's all con- constricted in there. Yeah, a lot of people. Uh, there is some some theories that Abraham Lincoln suffered from Marfan syndrome. Hmm. Okay. Um, but all of the syndromes that they mention with these kids are real, and you will get some fucked up Google shit like that. Ix- wow, Ischio something or other, like the the Harlequin. Sin- you've seen a Harlequin baby. Mm. Where they're essentially born without skin and eyelids and shit. It's, no, that it's sounds some, horrible. But. It's it, it's yeah. If you if you do some Google searches on the diseases they're mentioning here, you will get some horrifying, you know, toe curling results. No thanks. Yep. No, not for me. Or if you want to sleep at night, just don't do that. Yeah. Uh, Frack and T said, "I know I said to watch the whole thing, but I just can't. I nope that fifteen minutes in this episode." It's really terrible stuff, and it makes me sad that this is the best they can do. I was shocked. Really? That, because I, you know, like, I thought this was an average episode of X-Files, but I was actually shocked that he, I mean, I guess hot on the heels of the first episode. That's what I'm thinking. Like, you made it through episode one. But he was, if you recall, he was really irate about the experience. Okay. I, I just, like, this wasn't, this wouldn't be the episode to make me nope out. Nah. And, Definitely not. And, um, and so Dances with Wookiees responded, keep in mind the next two episodes are written and directed by the very best writers of the X-Files, mm. Darren and Glenn Morgan. I wouldn't nope out just yet. Uh, so, and again, I've heard, by all accounts, next episode is supposed to be really, really good. In yeah. that classic, kind of humorous, Monster of the Week, X-Files way. Can't wait. I would be very happy if that's the case. Uh, Joe Pinetree said, I thought this was much better than the first one, although I have to say that some of the Ford product placement scenes were quite jarring. The preview has me very, very excited for Darren Morgan's episode. I, did, what product placement scenes? I didn't even notice uh, Yeah, I guess there's a lot of Ford. Is somebody driving a Ford? And I, some of the, the, the Ford badges are prominently... Because I compiled feedback after my last watch. Well, that's how good it works, Ford. That's how well it works. I didn't notice it right after over, two yeah, watches. Yeah. So, like it's you know, I mean, I see the Hyundai and Walking Dead when you got a shiny new 2005. Yeah, there it sticks out because of how sure, clean it is. Sure. 
uh, you know, Hyundai Santa Fe, but mm-hmm. I, yeah. Plus, Ford was always, like, didn't, uh, Mulder and Skull was always rolling around in, like, Lincolns and Tauruses, aren't they? I think so, yeah. Back in the old shitty Taurus days? Yep. Uh, he continues, I wonder how much of the original Williams story they will keep. And here's where they get off into the weeds with me. Mm. Because that was just about peak convoluted X-Files. For those who don't recall, there was a prophecy that if William was alive and Mulder was dead, William would lead the colonists to victory. But if Mulder was alive and William was alive, William would leave the resistance to the aliens, which is why he was put up for adoption and Mulder went into hiding. I wonder how much of that will be ignored because it makes no sense that the global conspiracy to colonize Earth we thrown off because they couldn't crack the secret adoption plan. And also, that whole invasion plot seems to have fizzled, so... Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. They're, they're clearly, I mean, they're not disowning the whole William concept. They're leaning into that, so they're doing they something are. with it. Yeah. Joe M. Uh, has some media analysis of the ratings. First, my credentials. I teach a media finance course at Drexel University in Philly, and mm. I worked at a local television market as a CFO. As a kid who watched way too much TV but was not very creative, accounting and finance were my only ways to break into the industry. I love... <laughs> okay. <laughs> and he also offers to be our official Bald Move television business advisor. Tele- we could use some television business advisory business. Image, sure. Yeah, because we have a lot of business on television. <laughs> we know we have we have business, and it's it's <laughs> not in great hands. Not being it's, it's, and it's related to television. Sure, it's it's an ancillary product. Uh, anyway, the premiere and episode two ratings were capital V, very good for this X Files reboot. I took nice. Sunday's ratings with a grain of salt because of the NFC Championship lead-in. Mm-hmm. Obviously, a huge. Well, that's the th- I was worried because that game was a fucking blowout. And unless you're a Carolina Panthers fan, I can't imagine anybody would stay tuned to the very end of it because it was just like it was like 47, 15 or something cra- crazy like that. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, man, they were thinking they're going to get this big lead in. But everybody shut off the TV at the first half and are, are disgusted. Do you by know it. if they were doing like X-Files interstitial promotional they stuff? Were. OK, they so were. so you they if were you watched them any of that game, game, you knew coming up there was X-Files. So if you were at all interested I guess. You might have stuck around for it. But, like, X-Files fans I don't think are big football fans. I was annoyed oh, really? because the sh- I, I was watching it live, and I'm like, it was 30. The the show started 30 minutes after its airtime because they did all the, you know, since it was a championship game, they had all the post-game interviews <laughs> and the ceremonies and the confetti falling down and all this stuff. Great. And, I want the, the savior for me was Fox put it up on their website. You can watch both of these. In it was full. also on, yeah, because I DVR'd it and half of it didn't sh- it didn't tape. But Hulu also had it for free. You didn't have to be a member. Oh, cool. So right. there was a lot of cool places to to stumble upon it. Yeah. Uh, anyway, he said obviously the game wasn't very competitive, which I just said, which could have led to less than ideal number of viewers. Plus, it ran thirty minutes over. That said, a six point one ratings for adults eighteen through forty nine. Final adjusted live plus same day is excellent in today's TV environment, which takes into account time shifted DVR viewing done the same day, which is how I watched it. Hmm. They also had over sixteen million views. I find I do that a lot, even with live television. Like I will do something else for fifteen minutes and let it queue up just so I can blow through the commercials. Gotcha. It's like a blended yeah. live, hybrid live deal. Uh-huh. Uh, they also had over 16 million bulk viewers. The season one pilot in 1993 was watched by 7.9 million, which was not very good in 1993 standards. Hmm. The show peaked at about an average of 20 million viewers in season four. Uh, 16 million viewers would not would be considered solid in the mid-1990s, but TV executives would sell their children for those kind of numbers now. <laughs> I believe that. 
Episode two, though, is where you got the real deal. No network lead-in with an 8 p.m. start, which surprised me. I thought it'd be 9 p.m. Yeah. And it's still got a 3.2 demographic rating in adults 18 to 49 and almost 10 million raw viewers. This is very good. Only Empire had better demographics the rating for Fox this year. What the hell does raw viewers mean? Well, I actually added like, the word. I meant bulk, gross. I mean, like, what what the hell does that mean? Like, means everyone. Every eyeball. From what? From well, they count two eyeballs. So three point two. Does the doctor count? He doesn't have three point two million. <laughs> or eighteen to forty nine. So what's that's surprising? Yeah, but is that like Fox's website, Hulu? That's like, a share. That's also a share of the television audience. That's yeah, not. I, I just don't know how they they measure yeah. this stuff. Well, I bet I bet that uh, Tim here would be ha- or Joe rather would be happy to shed more light on it if we if we were curious about it. Probably. Um. What else was I saying? Oh, so all these are adjusted up, will be adjusted up more when you count for live plus three day and seven day viewing, which I guess is more and more what people look at. Look at. Uh, this will make yeah. Fox very happy and have Chris Carter chomping at the bit to do more episodes. The question is whether David and Jillian are up for it. Um, but why wouldn't they be for six to 10 episodes a year? I don't know. David Duchovny always seems like he has a complicated relationship with the X Files. Hmm. He's like, like the Han Solo, the the Harrison Ford of I, the I, I don't know because by the time he is getting to really bitter contract disputes and him forcing the show to be moved to L.A. and all that stuff, and I was already kind of on my way out of his fandom. But my impression is always like he thought the X-Files was holding him back to doing bigger and better things. Well, he's a movie star, you know? He was out there is doing he? like... He was doing. He's got the one. What was that? Uh, one heart transplant movie with Mini Driver, and he's got Californication. That's not movies. And TV. he's got some cameos on Larry Sanders show. I don't. That's the no, thing. no, no. Like, he's got what? What was that? Uh, so did David Caruso. Was it when he Eight left Legged NYPD. Freaks that he was in? He but was but in... again, is he a fucking movie star? No, he is not. Well, technically. <laughs> He has starred in some. He movies. could be. I don't know why he's not. Like, David Hasselhoff's a fucking movie star by that uh, that yeah. stretch, and David sure. Caruso too, because he was in that Wild Orchids softcore porn movie. So it's like, <laughs> oh, don't forget Red Shoe Diaries. Come on, oh, true. that's David Duchovny's true claim to sure, fame. That's his. Yeah, that's that's why he'll be remembered. Yeah, I just I don't know. Like, it seems like actors. I mean, I get it. You don't want to be I, typecast. I feel like David. But you Duchovny, had your heyday, man. And you don't got that many more years to play Fox Mulder. It's true. There it's is true. a there is a there's a clock on that transplanted face before the re- anti rejection medicine is no good, and you're just a bare skull. <laughs> You've got like five ten years left where you could play this role, man. Like you had your shot. It's like um, what what did Marcellus Wallace say to Bruce Willis in Pulp Fiction? You know, yeah. How many how many seasons X Files yeah. got la- left in you, David? And if if you would have made that it, if, sting, if, it's either the Botox needle. If you would have made, ha- made it to Harrison Ford territory, you would have done it by now. Yeah, yeah. No, I I don't know. I feel like he it's could five, have a resurgence. It's, it's it's that's 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 pride fucking with him. This could be the thing he needs to get him. Jillian Anderson too. What did Jillian Anderson do movie wise? I don't think anything. I think she did a couple. I think she was like a. I know she's had some. She's, she's been around the movie scene. Yeah, nah, somewhere. But neither one of them are. Stars. I, I do know she had other network shows, and they've yeah. all. And that's the thing; they've all taken their shot now. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, Dillian Anderson's in her mid forties. David uh, is in his mid fifties. I'm feeling like you. You went out and you sowed your wild oats. It's time to come back home and ride this thing into the ground. Okay, like who says and says no to that? Uh, to that 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 deal. Maybe David Duchovny does. Well, there know. you go. But then again, I, I think that would be that would be foolish. 
so that's it. That's that's the the episode. If you want to send us feedback, you can do so, of course, at X-Files, at baldmove.com. All one word, no hyphen. Or throw a hyphen in there. See where it gets you. Now put an ampersand in. Who no, cares? No, no, don't do that. <laughs> okay. uh, and and uh, you can also get on the forums where we have uh, you know some pro X-Files discussion every week based on the episode. Uh, Speaking of every week, yeah. So this yeah. the schedule of this is now modified. It's it's, it's every now, Monday. The show airs Monday yep. night at eight. You said, and then we'll be well, back. I don't on... know if it's going to be always eight, but that's what it was this week. Okay, I hope they don't fuck with the schedule too much because that could ruin a show. Okay, as evidenced by Firefly. Uh, but yeah, we'll be back on Wednesday with uh, the podcast for next week. Okay, you know there was an exception with the the two episode week. Sure. But uh, that's it. That's it. We'll see you guys next week. Until then, I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. See ya.